The Aldonzo and Dee Show is filmed before a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? insanity in my earpiece this is the el donzo and d show i am of course el donzo i'm d's and wow what a week we've had we got a lot of stuff we got we have to go over on this show the biggest <coughs> one is the uh the the durham report that's come out this week we got more stupidity with the bidens uh we've got miller light which we're going to get to here in a little bit some some conservatives are saying that miller light looked at bud light and said hold my beer uh, we're going to talk about that. I don't think it's as bad as what people are making out to be. Dees, what do you think? I don't think it's bad at all. I think no. people need to lighten up. That's it's hilarious. It is. It's not anything like what Anheuser Busch did. And usually, we, usually we start out of the gate. We get pretty serious. Well, I get pretty serious. Dees kicks back and just you know lets me go off on my tirade in the beginning of the show. We're going to mix it up a little bit today, though. Uh, one thing I do want to do is give a shout out to our sponsor. For today's show in virus seal uh if you have sinking concrete slabs like patios or driveways these dudes will go over to your residence they will take polyurethane foam they will pump it pump, pump up the slabs pump it up they will pump it under the slab and lift it and level it out for you It'd be ready to drive on the same day and they also take this foam and they can insulate your house with it too now, I've been accused of saying it's bulletproof, but it ain't bulletproof, but it's, it's pretty damn good in my opinion. Now, Dees is over there choking. He's probably having one of his heart attacks right now. But Yep, yep. Uh, quick update. Still feel pretty much about the same. Uh, stress test in the morning, the morning being Friday morning because this is Thursday night. So uh, hopefully I don't die during that, and I'll uh, I'll be with you here next week's show. Well, Dees, if you if you do go down, I want the listeners to know if you do go down during the show, I'm going to give you mouth to mouth resuscitation. I'm going to save your life. <laughs> Just my let friend. me die, man. <laughs> Just let you die. Okay, I really want to get to this. <clears throat> I was on uh, on the morning buzz with Cat Peterson this week, and we talked about it, shared this video, and I went on there. If you if you can catch her on Cities ninety two two point nine. Morning Buzz with Cat Peterson. It's a good show. Uh, we talked about this a little bit, but I really want to talk about it now. This is a Newsweek headline. Uh, Miller Lite slam for cracking down on sexualizing women to sell beer. So, I ain't going to read the story. We got the audio here. I'm gonna, I got the audio pulled up and ready to go. This was before the Mulvaney thing. Uh, this was, I guess, on I think it was March 7th. Miller Lite did this ad that I'm sure that they promoted to certain genders, certain ages, which is why we didn't know about it till a couple of days ago. It just came out and, you know, Clay Travis from the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show was freaking out about it and all this wokeness. And Joe Rogan came out and he slammed them. Have, have beer companies not learned their lesson. And look, I agree with that stuff to a certain extent. All right, shut up and brew the beer. We don't care about your opinions. We don't care about who's who in, in sexuality. Um, but anyway, this 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 has been 
circulating quite a bit. And I think it was probably some Bud Light ad executive, not the one that got fired, by the way. And we're getting to Bud Light here later on in this segment. I think it was probably one of them was doing some digging because I think everybody's just about gone to Miller Light or Coors Light at this point that didn't want to drink Bud Light and is trying to kind of trash them too. We're going to pull this up. We're going to, we're going to share it with you. You don't have any, I know you can't see it, but we're going to share this on the page, but this is the audio of the commercial and you guys listen and you guys make the determination now. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good But there's definitely more out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. Now, so you just listen to that, and I thought that was pretty tame. Didn't? And here's one thing I want to say about this is this came out before the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Okay? This not like this was a reaction to Dylan Mulvaney. I'm going to give you my takeaway, and I want to hear your takeaway on this, Dees. What I really liked about it is they're honestly paying homage to real women. There was no dudes. Well, there was dudes in the commercial, but they weren't dressed up like chicks. Okay. <laughs> Women. And I did some research on this. No, seriously. This was interesting as hell to me. I didn't know this. I drink beer every day and I didn't know this. And you know, every day is a learning day for El Donzo here. I didn't know it. But women were the first people to brew beer and run taverns. Even uh, Hammurabi, the king of the old Babylonian Empire, in his code of laws gave jurisdiction for brewing alcohol and running taverns to the women. So really, they they did hit the nail on the head with this one. What, Deez, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, back then, women did all of that kind of stuff between cooking and cleaning and brewing beer, apparently. And um, as far as the ad itself, <laughs> I think it's genius. I think it's funny. Um, there, it, I think it's definitely comedic in that Alana Glazer is the woman who does the she's the star of the commercial and she doesn't appear I've looked her up she doesn't appear to be like far out there liberal or anything no no she was on a show called Broad City uh, with Abby Jacobson back on uh, Comedy Central back in the day very funny show um, but yeah it's it, is it woke I, no I don't think so I think that they were like she said paying homage to women uh, without parading them around in bikinis, because let's be honest, uh, for the most part, beer drinkers have been predominantly male. And yeah, they're for a very long time. That's how they sold. That's how everybody sold beer was by hot chicks in bikinis dancing around. Well, and let's go back to the time when when they were really pushing the bikinis and dancing around and mud fights and all that stuff, which was great. We were young men. 
And their target was young men that were coming into drinking age that really didn't settle on a beer yet. And they're going, okay, if we make, you know, our commercial sexier, these young guys are going to go, I'm going to try a Miller Lighter. I'm going to try a Bud Light or I'm going to try a Coors Lighter or whatever the hell was going on back then. So I get it. My only thing was there was no reason to apologize for it, to make an apology thing. I get how it worked. That's my only gripe about it. And that's really it. You got Kaylee McEnany says she was offended by uh, by their female-focused advertisement for its overuse of vulgarities and the term woman. I, uh, look, I like Kaylee McEnany. I like a lot of these conservatives. I think we're oversensitive to wokeness at this point if people are complaining about this. They're actually, look, they are Paying homage to real women, yeah, not not dudes. Over overuse of vulgarities. They it was the s word. And if we're being honest here, that's um, that's no that's not a curse word to me anymore. No. That is so part of everyday human language that you know they did it tongue in cheek and made it funny. Uh, if I drank beer, that that's the kind of commercial that would. Make me want to drink Miller Lite. And yeah. I'm not just saying this because I switched to Miller Lite and I don't want to switch again. I honestly watched it and I'm like, this. there's nothing to this. These no, people got to relax funny. a little bit. It is funny. I thought it was great. Uh, speaking of Bud Light, let's see if we got enough time to get into this one. Yeah, we do. Bud Light is just continuing. Okay, Bud Light sales down. This is Fox News. Sales down 23.6% in the first week of May. Uh, of course, the Mulvaney thing is doing that. They actually saw this, and uh, I got to fact check it a little bit better, but I believe it to be true. They're giving a twenty dollar rebate on a twenty four pack of Bud Light in California to get people to buy it. I saw that as well, and everything I could see was true on that. I mean, Bud Light's not doing good right now. No, well, and it's I don't think it's just Bud Light. Like I can tell you that uh, one of the local liquor stores here has Bush Light on sale for thirteen bucks for a thirty pack, which is screwed up through the end of the month. Bush Light is the nectar of central Illinois. For sure. Everybody drinks Bush Light almost. Especially in in little small towns like this. And if they don't drink Bush Light, they'll drink it if they're in a pinch or if it's free or anything. Uh, It goes on. Bud Light continued to see a decline in sales during the month of May as consumers nationwide revolt against the nation's top-selling beer brand over its controversial partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. This is Bud Light's fifth straight week of plunging sales since Mulvaney first announced a collaboration with the brand reigniting concern among distributors over whether the beer maker can successfully heal from the branding nightmare compared to a year ago. Check this out. Retail sales of Bud Light in the U S were down by (coughs) 23.6% in week ending on May 6, surpassing the 23.3% decline. The brand saw in the last week of April, according to data from bump Williams consulting and Nielsen IQ. Look, Miller Light's not going to have an issue here. Some people, I don't know, may say, well, it's BS that Miller Lite did that. But they're not they're not going to see what Bud Light's seeing, Anheuser-Busch. No, no, their sales aren't going to tank because of a funny commercial. It just, that's ridiculous. And I really did that, that uh, what's her name, Alana? Alana Glazer. Glazer. I really looked her up expecting, okay, this, this gal's going to have a pecker or something. No, you know, she's hilarious. No, she is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, very talented young lady and... I, like I said, I like the commercial. Yeah, that show, Broad City, back when it was on Comedy Central, was a, a very, very funny show. It was so, like a, a better version of Sex in the City with, with, that was actually funny and entertaining. Since we're on the uh, topic of all this BS, we've got more of this BS. Adidas Pride 2023 and non-binaryness. Who the fuck of that? When we come back, right here on City's 92.9. 
Hey, Dees here from the Aldonzo and Dees Show, welcoming you to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Aldonzo Dees. Go on over, check us out, give us a like, a follow, a share, drop some comments, let us know what you think, and we also post links to all of our uh, shows, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, anywhere you uh, listen to your favorite podcast. Facebook.com slash Eldonzo D's. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, we're back on Cities 92.9. This is the Eldonzo and D's show. I am Eldonzo. I'm D's. And we were talking about some fooey monkey shines in the uh, last segment here about this whole Bud Light, you know, Dylan Mulvaney thing that's just just keeps going and going and so on and so on and so forth. And then we also talked about Miller Lite, which, like I said, I thought that was a pretty cunning thing they did this day and age. Agreed. To pay homage to real women. Obviously, it's backfiring. I don't think it should be. Look, as conservatives, when this Dylan Mulvaney thing broke and this big transgender war erupted, we all came out and said we were feminists, did we not? We had conservatives coming out saying, well, you know, real women this and women that and blah, 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 blah. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's put our money where our mouth is, guys. Let's go ahead and just support, if at a minimum, accept what Miller Lite did and move on with it. I mean, it's, you know, it's like the whole uh, LGBTQ beer can that Coors Light came out with. I don't care if you come out with a beer can celebrating LGBTQ. I'll still drink the beer if I like it. It's when you get into that make-believe mode and you start insulting women. That's where I get PO'd with it. So what Miller Lite did was nothing. Now, if you want to talk about somebody saying, hold my beer, this is from the New York Post, and it just gets better and better every day. Adidas Pride 2023 women's swimsuits appear to be modeled by a man. Well, I'm reading this article right now. That is a man. There's no appearance. Look at that. D's. The, yeah. the whole point was it appears to be the guy's got a bulge. He's got no breast. He's almost looks like he's got a beard there. Yeah. So here's the story. Adidas this week launched its pride 2023 swimmer collection advertising bathing suits on its website under the women's section uh, with the help of a model that appeared to be male. No, they're they're dudes. One of the bathing suits, a colorful one piece called the Pride Swimsuit that was being advertised for 70 bucks, was being shown off by an apparently male model who was also displaying a noticeable bulge in the crotch area. Is that a bulge? That dude's, that dude's, dude, Wyatt's packing a Winchester here, man. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that dude, ugh. I don't know why they're saying apparently. Why are they doing, and Oil London shared this, who, Oil London detransitioned, and he's calling a, you know, he's blowing the whistle on this whole transgender thing and this movement and pressuring people to do stuff. The fact that Adidas thinks it's a good idea for men to model women's swimwear is just absurd to me. Dees, what do you think? Yeah, that's pretty bad, but it's still, in my opinion, not nearly as bad as what Sports Illustrated is doing. Oh, uh, I got a couple more here. We're going to get back. Are you talking about uh, the swimsuit edition? Yeah, with uh, what's her name on it? Martha Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Oh, really? 
Let's have it. What do you got? There are four Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover models. They, I, I don't know if they separate it by region or whatever. One of them is Martha Stewart. I can't. Well, she looked delectable, by the way, for, for an 81-year-old 81 year old? I'd be getting into Grandma's candy dish. Dudes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but one of the four is Kim Petras, who you'll recall got in a little hot water at the Grammys with Sam Smith over the whole right demonic uh that was when satan called in the show actually but anyway kim petras brother yeah the uh <laughs> she's trans she won you know she's a music artist she is going to be on the cover of the sport one version at least of the sports illustrated swimsuit edition and it will sell no co- well it will sell <laughs> copies probably like that 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 ultra gay beer here's the thing the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition is irrelevant for the most part because that particular issue was obviously what is Sports Illustrated geared towards? Uh, men. Men, right. So every year they would come out with this swimsuit edition because at the time you didn't have Pornhub. Or any of these other, you know, like literally it was as close to uh, porn that you could get without getting Playboy or Hustler or anything like that. That's, you know. Yeah. But on the other hand, I like my coffee like I like my women without penises. Okay. I'm just saying right (laughs) now. Well, that's my point. Like (laughs) it's, I don't get why they're, I mean, I guess I kind of get why they're doing it because it's the chic thing to do these days but no it's not the chic thing to do the majority of the country doesn't want to see this people are being told this is the thing to do that's well but my point is is like so many companies are doing things like this sports illustrated decides to try it and i i don't think anybody even reads that anymore anyway for the simple fact that we have a little thing called the internet if we see what kind of panic mode bud lights in uh nobody's definitely reading sports illustrated anymore this is how this is how asinine this has gotten now look at this i have a picture pulled up here looks like a beautiful view right d's i mean until you see the dude over there but that ain't the point that ain't the point so check this out uh this is a gateway pundit transgender woman sues yoga center for five million dollars for misgendering her lawsuit follow money refers to the plaintiff as ali miles aka dylan miles and states this is a civil action for monetary damages and injunctive relief brought by plaintiff Dylan Miles to redress discrimination and harassment on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. Chelsea Traditional Hot Yoga LLC and its principals, owners, employees um, deprive plaintiff of this of excuse me of his civil rights because he is gay, undergoing a gender transition, and because Miles does not conform to Chelsea Traditional Hot Yoga LLC and his principals, owners, employees, Monique, blah, 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 based preferences, expectations, or stereotypes about how a man, woman should dress and conduct himself, herself. I had to get chop that up because it's so, I expected it to be her and not him, but it's him and not her or them and they. It's like the... uh, Non-binary prospector said there's gold in them their hills. Uh, the complaint goes on to specify Miles is LGBTQIA plus individual who was born with male genitalia but identifies as a woman. Uh, 
Yoga have this is this is odd. Are you reading this? Yoga have did not have single occupancy restrooms. Okay, I see what they're saying. Uh, did not have single occupancy locker rooms. Miles sat down with the manager and owner and specifically told the manager about Miles's gender status and informed that Miles was closely aligned with female gender identity and that Miles intended to and wished to use a private non-gender specific restroom and locker room. Defendant informed Miles that Yoga had no non-gender specific bathrooms and had no non-gender. You know, this is just getting out of hand. This is. This is absolutely asinine. That everybody so expects ex- us to cater to. They're expecting this yoga studio to have a private, non-gender specific bathroom and locker room. Correct. I do. This isn't like Americans with Disabilities Act. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are people that are being. Right now, my big issue with this is, and we've talked about this before on the show. They're bringing up these younger folks. And, you know, hey, Timmy played with Barbies, now he's Tammy. Now you're Tammy. Now you can do this and you can do that. And I think it's a lot of feeding mental illness. I think it's a lot of fat as well. I don't think most of these people are actually transgender. I don't think they are. What do you think? I think they believe, yeah, I, yeah. They believe whether they really are or not is my point. That's No, if, if I mean, it. if that's what you feel in your head. I get that. I mean, you can't argue that. I get that, but and we went into this as well. Leave your hands off the kids, right? Yeah. You got these kids growing up. Like I said, Timmy plays with Barbies. Now his parents start calling him Tammy and put him on a hormone therapy and all this other stuff. Maybe the kid, just because he plays with Barbie dolls, isn't transgender. What I'm saying is they're pushing people, obviously, to think like this. Now, I'm not saying that's the thing with the kid here, but the fact that we have to put in separate bathrooms for, like I said, point. At best, 0.9% of the population. Yeah, that should not be a thing. No, it Where the problem arose, uh, if you read further into it, is is after the yoga session, um, Miles went into the women's, because they had men's room and women's rooms, he went into the women's room, into the women's locker room, and the other patrons there, when they went in there and saw that, you know, the Dixie Chicks were in there, uh, (laughs) they were not pleased and began yelling at her, him, it, whatever. And yeah. Well, I mean, chaos ensued and boom, lawsuit. Well, I got long hair, do I not? Longish, yes. Longish. So, what if I shaved completely and just decided I was going to go in and use the women's bathroom or the re- locker room and just have my tally whacker swinging back and forth? I mean, I could say that technically, couldn't I? If I just said I was transgender, there's nothing they could do about it theoretically that is correct and i'm going to tell you right now there's i know enough sick puppies i've known them over the years i've met them not been friends with them not you know oh there's no question it's happened I it's mean, had uh so how do they know no you, you have it 100 has in fact there's uh one of our new followers on facebook is a, a huge advocate for protection of you know biological women and she had posted a photograph of all these men that were quote identifying as women that had like went into a women's room raped somebody went into a women's prison raped people things like that so it definitely happens i mean there's yeah there's only one way to stop that train and and i think we're not going to stop it for the simple fact that it's far too far down the tracks nope 
nobody in their right mind would want to make that small of a percentage of people happy and alienate half the country. Correct. Does not make any sense. Anyway, I got one more of these stories coming up. My favorite buddy, Sam Brenton, the luggage thief, in the next segment. Here on City's 92.9. Rent free. Rent free. This is the Eldonzo and D show on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. I barely got that one out, didn't I? The last thing I want to wrap up with this whole deal is, of course, my good buddy, Sam Brenton. That's his song, man. Everybody's got a song. That's his, that's his song right there. Because if you, if you really look at him, he's working it. Uh, non-binary ex-Biden official, of course, Sam Britton, arrested for yet another baggage theft. This guy, dude, this dude's compulsive. This, he's got an issue. He knows how to shop. I'll give him that. Shop till you drop. Uh, the embattled former senior Department of Energy official. See, Dees was questioning that. This guy was actually... He uh, was the deputy secretary. I looked it up. He was not in charge. He was just on the staff. Senior Department of Energy official. Yeah. He yeah. was the deputy secretary. That's, that's no small thing. No, it's not. One. I mean, he still had high clearance, but he wasn't I mean, the person. Dude, he's a cross-dressing luggage snatcher, man. You don't want that, to put yeah. somebody like that. Anyway, according to county, <coughs> excuse me, according to county records reviewed by Fox News Digital, Brenton has, or excuse me, was taken into custody in Rockville, Maryland, a spokesperson for the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, uh, which is the lead law enforcement agency for both Washington, D.C. area airports, said the arrest was related to the theft of airport luggage, the third such criminal case involving Britain. Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority police executed a search warrant May 17th in Montgomery County, Maryland, in connection with allegations of stolen property and luggage from Reagan National Airport that was brought to the department's attention in February 2023, said James Johnson, the spokesman for MWAA. Uh, So this is a case that we already talked about. They're just now getting around to arresting him for it. Yeah, but they actually swarmed his house. He was like a flight guy. Check this out. Uh, Montgomery County Police assisting the arrest of Sam Brenton. Uh, the Metropolitan Washington Area Airports Authority Police are lead on this. Brenton was arrested at approximately 10 p.m. last night in their home. Dude, he's not plural. There's not three of him. That You know, that really pisses me off. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, Sometimes you don't. don't. Anyway, Brenton was arrested at approximately 10 p.m. last night in his home on College Parkway. He is being held in the Montgomery Montgomery County Central Processing Unit on a no-bond status as he awaits an extradition hearing. That's all the information we have on our end, they said. I just don't get it, dude. Somebody's compulsion to just... It's like Gary Sandusky. Okay, you remember Gary Sandusky? Yeah. Okay, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Sandusky. Jerry, Jerry. All right, the first time you got accused of screwing little kids, wouldn't you be like, okay, if you were really innocent, you're like, I didn't do this. I need to stay away from locker rooms. I need to stay away from little boys, right? 
one would think if you didn't do it, you'd be like, okay, I'm not even getting anywhere near this, but he just kept going back and going back and, and doing it. And this is like the, the, the deal with Sam Brenton, in my opinion, I don't know. Then he still got that gal from Africa that he took her one of a kind dress. We covered that on one of the shows too. Dresses. Dresses. There were multiple. Remember there was a whole photo album of, uh, stuff he was wearing. That was hers. I mean, this dude's getting popped with like two or three different larceny charges. So anyway, the big news that came out this week was, of course, the Durham report. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr launched this in 2019 uh, after the Mueller probe pretty much fell on its butt. If you remember that, Mueller didn't find anything in, in regards to the Russian collusion with Donald Trump. You know, this is one of those things, guys, where... His whole first, I wouldn't say first, his only term in office was clouded by BS like this. I don't blame the guy for getting, you know, PO'd at night and doing stupid tweets. I'd be pretty mad too. Especially since this turned out to be nothing. Yeah. They proved that the FBI used raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence to launch the Crossfire Hurricane investigation into Trump and Russia but used a different standard when weighing concerns about alleged election interference regarding Hillary Clinton's campaign. They concluded that the Justice Department and FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in that report. John Durham spent since 2019 doing this. He's been on this for three years straight. Four. Okay. 2023. No, I get that, but... No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, four. Yep, yep. You I was don't, thinking three. you don't math good. I don't math good. I went to Olympia. Uh, so he's been on this for four years straight, and this is what he's come up with. Now, Steve Bannon was kind of angry about this because there was no indictments. Okay, but I get this side of the, uh, of the coin, too. If there was indictments, where would they be held at? Where would the trial be? It'd be in Washington, D.C. And I can guarantee you nobody in Washington, D.C., is going to convict any of these people. The Department of Justice and the FBI is compromised. I don't know if they're as compromised as Joe Biden is. We're going to get into that one, too. Did you see, uh, not to get off course here, but as far as the whole uh, whistleblower, IRS whistleblower, uh, the Department of Justice basically took that, and you know how there's this secret IRS whistleblower who has attorneys talking to people about it? Correct. The Department of Justice removed the entire team. Yep. Yeah, just uh, just dusted them pretty yeah. much. Don't know they? which one of you it is, so you're all fired. So to kind of get back, yeah, absolutely, which yeah. is something else we should talk about if we got we have time to get into it. Um, a lot of this result revolved around the Steele dossier, and if you remember, his Russian prostitutes, Russian collaboration, the PP tapes. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. British intelligence officer and Russian specialist Christopher Steele. Uh, it, he had a dossier, it's a collection of 17 reports on Trump from Steele's sources, including many inside Russia. Steele was hired by Fusion GPS, which is a political research firm in D.C., which was in turn hired by the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. So the big PP tape thing, <clears throat> let me back up a little bit here, folks. This was all BS brought on by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. This was all funded by them. They took it to the DOJ and the FBI and said, hey, do something with this, and they did it. 
They had no basis to believe this. They had no evidence to believe anything. All they wanted to do was get Trump. So when it comes down to you and I were talking about uh, E. Jean Carroll, mm-hmm. and you said, yeah, I believe he, he boned her or whatever, right? You said you'd believe that, right? I wouldn't believe anything. I wouldn't believe anything because these people just make stuff up. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm saying it's plausible the way that I said it, not necessarily the way that she said it. Now, if you watch the town hall, he says that she was a whack job that he'd never met. Oh, she is. Have you seen some of her videos? She's nuts. I'd believe that. Trump, I would. Look, Trump can have porn stars, dude. Why, Why would he go out for hamburger when he can have steak? I get it. But here's the point. Sometimes you walk by a McDonald's and it smells good. So you go grab one. I've I mean, never been by a McDonald's. It smelled good. But anyway, point is after this, this is what we were saying years ago that this was all BS. And now they've just proved their point. John Durham just proved it was BS. I was reading the PP tape thing there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I know. Right. So let's, let's get back. The PP tape was a big thing. So Trump visits the Moscow Ritz Carlton tw- Carlton in 2013. Fact. They claim he stayed in the presidential suite, which was once occupied by the Obamas, which he did not stay in the presidential suite when he went there. Okay. The story goes Trump hired ladies of the night to do pee pee acts in the bed, like pee on the bed and whatever. Okay. Trump's a germaphobe. He ain't into that. Like, he, dude, Wang ain't into that stuff either, man. So, this, what happened was they got this story out. Somebody came up with the story. It's like, okay, hey, hey, Steele, what do we do here? What do we do? Well, I got this guy that says he went to the uh, Ritz-Carlton in uh, Moscow. Okay, what do you do? Well, he stayed in this room. Wait a minute. That isn't exciting. All I'm going to okay. say to that is being somebody that worked uh, sex industry adjacent, you would be surprised at what some people are into. I understand, but listen to this. So... They go, we got to get something on Trump. What do we got? Well, he did go to Moscow in 2013. What did he do? Well, he really didn't do anything. Where did he stay? Did, well, he stayed in this room. Well, let's make it the, the, the presidential suite. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, and he hated, he hated Barack Obama, so uh, let's, let's have him bring some strippers up and peeing on each other in the bed. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Let's get this out to the news agencies and leak it, and then we can take it to the DOJ and say, hey, we have a story here. You have to follow up on it. That's what happened. It was nothing but lies. They said the U.S. government interfered in the 20, or the Russian government interfered in the 2016 U.S. presidential election with the goals of harming the campaign of Hillary Clinton, boosting the candidacy of Donald Trump, and increasing political and social discord in the United States. That never happened. None of it ever happened, but they spent millions and millions of taxpayer dollars wanting everybody to believe it. Yeah. Still Don's own D show. We'll be right back here on Cities 92.9. The news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And to kind of wrap up the last segment, so there's a lot of stuff we know that was complete and utter solid BS uh, that happened with the whole uh, Russia, Russia, Russia thing. 
Uh, this goes back to, you know, Vladimir Putin. They thought that he accessed DNC computers and all this other stuff and, and got the goods on him, which never happened. Uh, but we do know that Hillary Clinton hired Fusion GPS uh, and her and the DNC retained through $9 million through Perkins Coy, which retained Christopher Steele. That's how much he made on that deal. Wow. And, uh, you know, don't forget the Washington Post and the New York Times won the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for their national reporting of President Donald Trump's alleged collusion with Russia. So, you see, where's their apology for this hat? <laughs> They're awarded $15,000. Oh, you did so good peddling BS and lies. Which is one of those things why everybody that voted for Trump, most of us at this point, think he gets a do-over regardless. Like, we should just stop the elections right now. Everybody shut your mouths. Give this guy four more years. Oh, the uh, journalists Maggie Haberman, Joe Becker, Matt Apuzo, and Mark Mazzetti from The Times, and Rosalind Helderman, Tom Hamburger, Ella Nakashima. Nuh uh. <laughs> is that his real name? Tom Hamburger. Yes. That's what it says, man. That guy had a tough, tough. Boy, he did. He did the Hamburger. Adam Intuis and Greg Miller from The Washington Post. So these award winning journalists. Uh, I haven't seen them meet Crow. Actually, I've really never heard of them. Oh, Maggie Haberman. I've heard of her and Matt Apuzo. They received the award for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and its connections to the Trump campaign, which there was no connections to the Trump campaign. So they're going after Trump for all this Russia BS. Which none of it's true. It's all made up. Literally, the DOJ and the FBI just said, ah, what the hell? We'll throw darts at this board and see what sticks. Uh, meanwhile, and we were talking about this, The uh, I think you brought up the IRS thing with Hunter, did you not? Yeah. So we got a whistleblower to money laundering. Uh, the whistleblower letter accuses the Department of Justice of retaliation in Hunter Biden probe, which let's pull that up real quick and see if we can get to that. Attorneys for an IRS whistleblower say the whistleblower's entire team has been removed from the Hunter Biden probe and have accused the government of illegal retaliation, according to a letter sent to the House and Senate Judiciary Committees. Uh, something else we got here with uh, Joe Biden, too. He sold us out to foreign adversaries for money. That's documented. Uh, family members, including grandkids, were getting checks from China. Which I isn't that kind of odd? Your grandkids getting checks from China? Yeah. Fifty-one former intel officials that claim Russian disinformation. Now, remember, if you want to talk about election interference, let's go back to 2020, where Biden was up on the podium debating Donald Trump. Donald Trump brought up the laptop, and Joe Biden said, "Well, I've got a letter signed by 51 former intel officials that claim that's Russian disinformation." Now it's coming out that Antony Blinken was the one that put that together and got the former Intel officials to sign off on that. Yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, which we now know is true. So everything that we as conservatives or even libertarians like Joe Rogan said was going on, we were called nutcases for it, turns out to be true. Everything they said was going on with Trump, almost everything was just fabricated BS. What do you think? Kind of hard to dispute it. I mean, <laughs> it's it's blatant. Yeah, there's I, again, 
it's frustrating because we both know that nothing is going to come out of this. It's it's just going to keep going, and no matter who comes out and wins the election here in a year and a half, this will just fade away. Some other big scandal will come along, and well, a lot of people have fears that it's no matter who the nominee is, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, which we'll get into some DeSantis stuff here in a second, that we're not ever going to win this. Well, I got news for you. I don't have the money to go to Belize right now, so I got to hold out a little bit of faith that maybe we're going to end up on top. That's all we can do. I'm voting Make- for Colson Simple. Oh, you named him by... That's your new best friend now, isn't Friggin it? Friggin' troll, yeah. What an idiot. What an idiot. Oh, you Trump stole those docs. He's the president of the United States. What about Biden? Anyway, we're not going to talk about trolls. You had a DeSantis story. I believe yeah. you did. If you want to pull that up real quick, and then we'll yep. get into Veggie the, Tales uh, later. While he has not officially announced his uh, candidacy for the 2024 presidential election, although it is speculated he is going to do so uh, in the coming week, uh, the war between DeSantis and Trump has already kind of started because DeSantis has uh, released a video endorsing Kelly Craft in the pivotal Kentucky governor's race. And Donald Trump has already endorsed Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron uh, in the race. So they're they're already going to be fighting over the state of Kentucky in far, as far as who's going to be uh, potentially the next governor there. They obviously have to beat the uh, Democratic incumbent. But um, yeah, did Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday waded into a major political contest beyond his expected entry into the 2024 election as he threw his weight of the uh, his growing popularity behind former U.N. Ambassador Kelly Kraft in the contentious race to try and unseat a red state Democratic governor. And he goes on, he says, hello, blah, 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 vote for her because she's with us. <clears throat> so Trump endorses the other guy. I would imagine this is going to be uh, pretty heated before it's all said and done. Yeah, I think it's going to get very heated between the two of them. And look, I understand where people are coming from saying, you know what, DeSantis should back off. I, I get what I get why they're saying that Trump literally pulled DeSantis over the finish line in Florida. OK, understood. They're thinking, you know, this is Trump's second chance to come back. We just went over all the BS that happened to Trump. Do I think Trump deserves a second term? Yeah, actually, I do. Is there anything I can do about it? No. Um, but on the other hand, I think DeSantis can actually bring people across the aisle that Trump can't. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. But on the other hand, we're sitting here right now, Dees. We just had this conversation. All this stuff comes out about Biden. All this stuff comes out about the Russian laptop deal. And we just pretty much both said it's not going to make a difference. So why would anybody get really worked up about this? And I know a lot of conservatives that on the outside, they've got their fist pumping going, yeah, we can do it. We can do it in private go. We're screwed. We're just, I don't know what to say to this. If our country's become this damn treasonous, then the fix is already in. Yeah. I hate to be negative Nancy, but I just, I mean, I've said it numerous times on this. I, regardless of who it is, whether it's DeSantis or Trump, I, I, I just don't see it as much as it pains me to say. And I hope with the highest of hopes that I'm wrong, but with, with everything that's going on and all the, the 
the stuff that's getting <laughs> brushed. Whoops! Just keep going. Uh, brushed under the rug. You know, it, uh, nothing will surprise me when it comes to the upcoming election. No, and and neither will it I. And you know, here's something. I you know, I got to give I got to give DeSantis some credit on this. Uh, forty three thirty six. Just remember that number. I got to give DeSantis some credit on this. You know, he's the one out. He's the one that came out and called for the uh, death penalty for pedophiles. Right. Which I, I we talked about that. I think we both like that because there ain't no cure for him. And I'm not going to quite get on the old, uh, you know, take them out back and put a bullet in their head thing. But I kind of like where DeSantis is coming from. Yeah. Uh, this one from Fox News. DeSantis cancels, I like this, pronoun Olympics for students, teachers, and says it's not happening in Florida. Pretty much what he's saying is uh, students and teachers in the Sunshine State will never be forced to declare pronouns while signing a measure to protect children and parental rights. What this is doing is giving the rights back to parents, letting parents know what's going on in the school, that their kids are not going to go be brainwashed and indoctrinated. Now, I think Trump would be for this as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this is kind of what DeSantis is doing. The lead-up's coming that he's supposed to be announcing his presidential campaign here in the next, what is it, week or two, I think, they're talking about doing it? They're speculating the coming week, by the basically by the end of the week, next week, uh, there should be an announcement. So we're going to see what happens with that. It's <laughs> going to get ugly between Trump and DeSantis. Uh, yeah. But if there's anybody on the conservative side that can hold their own with Trump, it's going to be DeSantis. Yep. All right. Uh, if remember, Marco Rubio failed. Jeb Bush. What, a, what an idiot Jeb Bush is. You know, all the Bushes. You know, I'm with Tucker Carlson. You know, my biggest regret is supporting these idiots. Yeah. I really and you and I used to get back. Dee's and I have known each other for a coon's age now. Long I mean, time, we, long time, and I was one of those guys. Yeah, I we, really was. We actually argued about Trump. You were a uh, Ted Cruz guy. Yeah, I was a Ted Cruz guy. I was. Anyway, we'll talk more of those fully monkey shines when we come back here on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal for the second hour of the show. show begins now right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we, uh, we're going to get into something real quick. We talked uh, talked quite a bit about companies shooting themselves in the high end. Uh, one of them that did it pretty good was CNN. We, we didn't get a chance to watch this last week. Yeah. So we, we touched on it, but we were a little ill-prepared. We, we get busy. We got stuff going on. Uh, but we should have because it was an absolute bloodbath for CNN. They had a town hall last week, and it was last uh, last Wednesday night. And it was – I watched it. I thought Trump stood pretty good on it. He, no, he did pretty well. She was um, obviously very – well, pretty much like he said, a nasty, nasty person. She, she made it very personal is what she did. Yeah, she was basically trying to check him at every corner and – you know, it didn't work. He did the the best that a conservative candidate could do on a network that like that. So what I took away from it, uh, let's first of all, there were New Hampshire voters, Republicans and undecideds. OK, he was very charismatic. 
He had people laughing. He yeah, he cheering. and he always has been. I think that's what basically got him in office in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. And she just looked like she was grasping at straws the whole time. And everybody, Anderson Cooper came out. Well, I don't blame you if you don't want to watch CNN again. A lot of people are boycotting this. There is somebody said it was the uh, the Chernobyl of CNN, the meltdown that's ensuing right now. Uh, this is a tweet by Eric Bowling. Uh, the town hall with uh, President Trump had 3.1 million total viewers. That's 703,000 in the coveted 25 to 54-year-old demo range. Five times the recent ratings for the 8 p.m. Eastern slot on CNN. Now, it just came out that after this big boycott of CNN, I think this is bigger than Bud Light. Liberals are leaving CNN right now. CNN was behind Newsmax on Friday night, <laughs> which Newsmax is a is a drop in the bucket. I, I watch them sometimes. They did pretty good. Greg Kelly, is he's got some good stuff on there. But CNN is so, so peddled on all these providers. The fact that they got behind Newsmax, there's some serious stuff going down at CNN. And if you watch this, you can tell why. Trump literally went in there and mushroom stamped everybody at CNN. It blew up in their face. The new the president of CNN, I can't remember his name to save my life. I apologize for I that. I have no idea. But he's taken more of a centrist turn on this and wants to get people like Donald Trump in there. And I think it's a good idea to get people like Donald Trump in there. Now, they had 3.1 million total viewers for that town hall. I don't think they've had over 3 million viewers for anything in the past decade. In a long time, no. So that just goes to show you, Trump brings them in, baby. Um, I, I did see a blurb um, Monday night during the Tucker time slot. Fox lost to MSNBC. Yes, they did. That's the first time in a long time as well. Getting rid of Tucker was a big mistake there. Uh, I think that was uh, definitely the Murdochs wanted to do that, wanted to prove a point. They said it had something to do with Dominion voting, that that was part of the lawsuit as well. So this is all speculation. I've been listening to Megyn Kelly. I don't know if you listen to Megyn. No. Just just for the record, I would drink her I would, bath water. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to her, but I would definitely watch her. Oh, yes. And she, she She's a good-looking lady to watch on the news. Uh, she seems to have some inside information with that Tucker Carlson thing that he has not been let go yet, uh, that he is still employed by Fox, and they're kind of doing that to grab him by the short and curlies. I guess they're talking about moving Hannity to the uh, 8 o'clock time slot. But really? even Hannity is losing viewers. They're all losing viewers in prime time. People yeah. are pissed off at Fox News and they're showing it. I mean, I think people are pissed off at media outlets in general, and rightfully so. Yeah, because look, even the look, I like watching. I liked watching Fox News. I like watching outlets that give me. I don't want to say my side of the story, but the 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 information that I want to see that I can't get anywhere else. Sometimes CNN actually does that. Sometimes MSNBC gives me something I didn't know, and I got to fact check it. Uh, but either way, you got no Walter Cronkites out there anymore. No news used to be news, and now it's you know turned into this giant political propaganda machine on whatever side. Um, you know, call a spade a spade. Everybody does it. They tell the tale in their own spin to please their you know target demo 
Absolutely. And I don't see there I don't see anything wrong with opinion shows, but when I want cold basic facts, we were looking up uh the the Daniel Penny thing earlier and some other stuff. Perry. We did that too. Yeah. But but we were trying to get, you know, going into the Perry thing. And Aldo, you want to go into the Daniel Penny thing now? Sure. Okay, we'll do that. But the the whole Daniel Perry thing, he was the uh uh, Texas National Guardsman that was driving an Uber uh, that shot. Do you have that pulled up? If no, you I don't. don't. I'm going to pull it up real quick. And we Penny, ha- Penny or Perry? Perry. Let's just touch on Perry real quick. Daniel Perry, 36. He was just sentenced to 25 years in prison Wednesday for shooting a U.S. Air Force veteran Garrett Foster at a Black Lives Matter rally in downtown Austin on July 25th, 2020. Look. The issue I got with this, and I heard about it when it happened, and now I'm just reading into it. We went back and forth to like, what was it? Six or seven different news sites. Yeah. We went to Wikipedia and it all said something different. Yeah. Look, if Garrett Foster was marching down the street and Daniel Perry pulled up in his Uber and got stopped by a group of people and there was an altercation and Garrett Foster pointed his loaded AK-47 into Daniel Perry's face, and Daniel Perry shot him. That's justified. Yes. Problem is, I'm having a hard time finding good. There's no good video of it. Yeah. There, I guess there's not. And then they didn't admit the police report as evidence in the trial, right. which said that Daniel Perry was justified. We know Greg Abbott's actively trying to pardon him. So there's got to be something Greg Abbott knows that we don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into the Daniel Perry thing because we don't have eyes on Daniel and, Perry. And witnesses testified that he did not raise his weapon. Other people said that uh, Daniel Perry drove through a red light and not not violently into the crowd, but into the crowd, which is what caused dude to walk over and say, Hey, and then blah, that, blah, blah. and then that caused the argument between yeah. us, which so was, you know, Hey, you should be protesting. But anyway, what I'm saying about the Daniel Perry thing, this is coming up. There's going to be more. There's going to be a second trial. Look, if that's how that happened, I don't blame the guy. I just shot the guy too. Yeah. You stuck a gun in my face, an AK 47. And if I can get a shot off before you do, I'm doing it. I could be swayed either way, depending on which facts are are facts and which are he said, she said. You know, we, we just we just don't know. If somebody's got better info than us, send it to us. Get on the Eldonzo and D's page and send us whatever you got to corroborate this because it's giving us a headache trying to figure out exactly what the facts are with it. But but let's go in. To instead of Daniel Perry, we'll go in to Daniel Penny. Uh, of course, he's getting raked over the coals. He's been charged with second degree murder. Before we get into the story, manslaughter, or excuse me, second degree manslaughter. Thank you, Dees. Before we get into the story, I just want to say this right now enough stuff has come forward with Daniel Penny, and I've done my due diligence on this. He shouldn't be charged with anything at this point. There's got video. You've got witnesses on the subway train. This guy's history, what he said while he was on there, uh, talking about being killed. Look, this is one of those things you win. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. The state of New York should have taken care of Jordan Neely. Yeah, they, they failed right, this him. This is their thing. D- dude, I tend Daniel to, Penny shouldn't get a charge out of this. Yeah, I tend to agree with you that he... He didn't actively try to kill but him. I he understand. held him there, and I get holding somebody that's a threat there. 
I get that. Even when they're passed out, asleep, not breathing, you hold them there because you don't know. And in the heat of the moment, the guy shouldn't be charged with a damn thing. That's my deal with it. But we got some stuff coming out now. This is Fox News. A retiree who witnessed Marine veteran Daniel Penny fatally choke an erratic homeless man on a train earlier this month, called him a hero, and slammed Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for prosecuting him. So any decision Alvin Bragg makes, I'm going to naturally be against it at this point. (laughs) She said, quote, he's a hero. Uh, She's lived in New York City for more than 50 years. The witness who described herself as a woman of color said it was wrong for Bragg to charge Penny with second-degree manslaughter. She says, quote, it was self-defense, and I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day that could have gotten hurt. Jordan Neely, of course, 30, suffered from mental illness, stormed onto the northbound F train at 2.30. The Aldonzo and D show used to be an F train, didn't it? Still is. Uh, and May 1st, screaming and threatening passengers. I'm. This is her again. I'm sitting on the train reading my book, and all of a sudden I hear someone spewing this rhetoric. He said, I don't care if I have to kill an effer i will i'll go to jail i'll take a bullet uh that's what she recalled she's in her 60s so you got somebody walking on the train saying i don't care if i have to kill an effer i'll go to jail i'll take a bullet that tells me you've got somebody at the end of their line right there yeah i mean it's that part wasn't on the video the uh part other parts of it was but again i I agree i i this guy did not intend to do this should not be charged but at the same time i i understand just for the simple fact that they would like to probably discourage people from taking the law in their own hands blah 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 yeah well there was no cops <coughs> there you know what you can't yeah. dial 911 sometimes this guy could have turned around and walked away he could have walked down to the other end of the, of the tube yeah he could have he took him down he should get a effing metal Seal Donzo D show will be right back on Cities 92.9 News and Talk, Bloomington North. Don't forget, download the Cities 929 app available on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. Listen to us live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. That helps our metrics out. That is Cities 929 app available on both major platforms. Now, back to the show. Coming back at you on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of limits and normal. Just want to give another shout out to our sponsor of the show, Enviroseal. Uh, give those guys a call at 309-275-6303. If you have sinking concrete slabs like sidewalks, driveways, or patios, uh, they'll come in, they'll use their polyurethane foam, get up under the slab, pump it up, and it'll be ready to use the same same day. That's Enviroseal. Give those guys a call at 309 309- Two seven five six three zero three, and you will have yourself a good day if you do that. Now, somebody that didn't have a good day, <laughs> uh, John Fetterman, and this is uh, this happened this week. He was having a hearing with uh, Silicon Valley Bank executive Greg Becker. Did you see this, Dees? I saw clips of it. Yeah. Look, this is one of those things. John Fetterman was a dumbass before he had a stroke. All right. I'm just going to say that right now. I didn't like him. Okay. Somebody, somebody needs to like get a hold of his handlers and be like, he just needs to sit there. 
don't have him talking. He ain't ready for prime time yet. I'm going to play this for you. And I'm sure everybody that's listened to the Eldonzo and D show has probably already heard this. But regardless, we're going to roll clip number three. This is this is confusing and it's sad. So we'll let we'll let old uh, Fetty Burgers do the talking here. Is is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that uh, that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have. I mean, like, uh, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by by how you know so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter, more stricter. To prevent this kind of thing from going, or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank? Regardless of how how their their conduct is, it keeps going. Yeah, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, requirements. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP. All right, if that guy was, if, if I was having a hearing with that guy, this I, I would I would know what the hell he was talking about. This is what I hear when he speaks. Have you ever had a dreams that? That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. No, that kid's a way better speaker than John <laughs> Fetterman is. Okay, that kid's a way better speaker. Um. So now his office has come out and they're kind of giving excerpts about this. Have you seen this? And they're trying to make the extra, they're correcting them, so they actually try to make sense. They're putting out actual coherent thoughts and sentences and saying that this is what he said. Yeah, but there's no way to even clean that up because I read them. Unless if we can find one here, it's going to be tough because we're kind of thumbing through this stuff. No, they actually, I read, that was the article I read, and they actually like cleaned it up to where it at least sounds like a competent person said They did, and I was trying to find it, but it's it's moot. But yeah, of course it didn't release, you know, they didn't release the... Um, uh, they want to give a work word work, work require um, uh, snap. They they released the Republicans want to give a work requirement for snap, which was if it was a court stenographer, there'd have been a lot of dashes and periods. Yeah, and and I would understand if you're re- releasing these quotes um, and cleaning up a couple of ums or uhs or whatever, but they are basically removing complete words, complete sentences, and and putting a like i said a coherent thought out there and saying that this is what he said now he's not fit for, i'm not he's not fit for office i'm not I, in his know. brain so i i can't say for sure that that isn't what he was thinking just couldn't say if um, you put his brain in a bird it'd fly backwards i again i 100 percent think that he's not fit for us office should be removed um but i still i feel bad for the guy because he's he's a pawn he's a puppet he was put up to win them a seat and somehow he did 
and, and they're trying their best to, you know, get through this and hope like hell that he either fails and, and gets put out to where they can then appoint somebody who's actually a competent, you know, mind. Dude, you, you said it though, man, this guy's going to go and take the pump action one of these days. I mean, if he's truly fighting depression the way he says he is, and I'm not because this can't be good for depression. It it, it certainly sounds like it is. But yeah. And I mean, we're part of the problem, I guess. But I mean, what do you mean? Well, in that, you know, if you're somebody that is in that mindset and you have people, you know, basically destroying him every time he comes on, it's going to lead to further. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let's take accountability here. His loved ones. Shouldn't be letting him go on at that point. One hundred percent agree. All right, it ain't our fault. You can't parade somebody around like this and expect. Well, everybody's not going to criticize him, and everybody's not going to say yes, and we're not going to love John Fetterman. Nobody, nobody, no, no. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, you they know. shouldn't be parading him. They shouldn't be putting him out here, which is what they're doing. One hundred. I think his old lady has political aspirations. I think his old lady, when she boot scoot and boogied away from him when they committed him to that mental hospital, was being a. You know, the C word, to be honest with you. You stand by your man. Yeah. but Even if you don't understand what he's saying. I think we had this discussion. I could, I can see the other side if that is, in fact, how it went down. But I could also see your side hey, as well. If Melania can come out there and stand not, on stage with, with the Don, she can hang out for a little bit. That's all I'm saying with that. But, you know, that's yeah, but Fetterman I, Schmetterman. I do believe that there were many times that that was not Melania. I've seen enough. What? Yes. You've not seen, you've not gone down that rabbit hole. Oh, I've not, but I'm going to do, you know, do tell the listeners what we have in store. There have been multiple pictures released where she's like got hair in front of her face and glasses on. It's not Melania Trump. I'm telling you. Next thing you're gonna tell saying, next thing you're gonna tell me the earth's flat. I'm not saying every single time, but I'm telling you right now, she has not been the one by his side every single time. They had a stunt double, whatever. It's not the same woman. Well, that's okay, because I believe they've had they've had stunt doubles for Biden. I think it's yeah. Did you see that video with Joe Biden where he's uh he's like starting to fall asleep and all of a sudden the camera cuts? And then it goes back to him like instantly, and his eyes are like big, like he's on Adderall. No. It's like they they dope that they drugged that guy up, man. They drugged him up for per- performance purposes. Uh, did you have something you wanted to get to uh, right after that, or am I mistaken? Uh, yeah, I can talk about something. <clears throat> Sports fans, because I'm obviously obviously Eldonzo is. Not that, so he doesn't really. Well, know that's you know, it's better to call me not a sports fan than say Eldonzo is not about. athletic. That really burned my ass. Well, you're not. It. I mean, I am athletic. I run miles. Go on with your damn story. All right, let's let's go play it. basketball. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, well, wait, I'll smoke maybe. you in a heartbeat. Smoke you like a cheap cigar. Dude. Wait, let me what? get this ticker thing figured out. And <laughs> you pull the ticker card on me. I will beat you like a redheaded stepchild. Ooh, you don't even like that term. That's what we are. Right? This is the. If you're just tuning in right now, this is the Eldonzo and D show. The redheaded stepchild of City's ninety-two point nine. D's take her away. <laughs> Pat McAfee. If uh, if you are a sports fan and you do not watch the Pat McAfee show, what the hell are you doing with your life? Um, he has changed the way people watch uh, sports talk, and and he has done it all on his own. Um, in that 
of course, he did get a opportunity with Barstool Sports right away. But once he realized what he wanted to do, he went on his own, took his guys with him, guys that he grew up with, started his own show on YouTube, and has grown that to 2.2 million subscribers. And he's known worldwide. Well, he just signed this big deal um, with ESPN, a.k.a. Disney. And this is after having signed a four-year deal with FanDuel just over or just under two years ago that was worth $120 million. He's hurting for money. Yeah. So a lot of the hardcore, not all because, but if you check Twitter, but a lot of hardcore fans are calling him a sellout and saying that ESPN is going to completely change the show. And I'm just saying, pump the brakes. I don't see much changing other than their use of the F word because on YouTube they can do whatever they want. They're uncensored. Now they're going to ESPN. So, and they are on during the day. They're live every day, central time from 11 to three. Sometimes they run over, but um, I just think people need to give it a chance because in my opinion, Pat McAfee does not need ESPN. ESPN recognizes what Pat McAfee brings and they need him. So, for all the ones that are out there saying that they're going to boycott the show when he goes to ESPN, just stop. He's going to be simulcast on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and he, and their YouTube channel. And it's just funny to watch all these people that have been diehards turn on him just at the announcement of, of this deal, all because it's ESPN Disney. I get the apprehension because it's ESPN Disney and the woke and all this, but... Uh, I'd like to think Pat is smart enough to know to put a clause in this thing where if they decide that they're going to start changing things, he's just going to pull the plug and go back to doing his own thing because he already has his whole compound as a studio. I don't see the big deal. What I think what these guys, Pat McAfee, Tucker Carlson, Megan uh, Kelly, people like this are starting to realize they don't need these big corporations. Right. Okay? Well, we went from sports into politics, but still, I mean, the ones that actually make the game, they don't need them. They make their own game. That's right. This is the Eldonzo and D Show. We make our own game right here on Cities 92.9. We'll be right back. Cities 92.9 News and Talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Aldonzo. I am Dees. And we are going to open this up with uh, our old buddy, John Kennedy. I love this guy. I love this guy. Just got to say, I love you. Republican senator from Louisiana. Um, had a, they're in the middle of confirmation hearings. <clears throat> and he left a Biden judicial nominee speechless during her confirmation hearing on Wednesday. After he quizzed her on basic constitutional law theory, Judge Anna D'Alba, who currently serves on a California federal district court, is nominated to serve in the Ninth Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, struggled to define the Dormant Clause and Commerce Clause under Article 1 of the Constitution. Here is the audio from that. Uh, Judge D'Alba, this has been in the news a lot lately. Um, and you'll probably see it if you're confirmed to the Court of Appeal. Uh, tell me about the dormant commerce clause. 
Senator, in my, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the Commerce Clause, which is found in Article One of the Constitution. Well, it was a big Supreme Court case. It just came out of your state. Um, and I apologize, Senator. Uh, you know, I, in my 11 years of practice and my five years on the bench, I have not dealt with the dormant Commerce Clause, um, but. If I am so fortunate enough to be confirmed and have to uh, deal with it in the future, I would certainly You'll look it research up. it and You'll yeah, be prepared. All right, then just tell me about the Commerce Clause in general. So my understanding about the Commerce Clause, like I stated, Senator, is that it is under the Article One of the Constitution, um, and it allows uh, the legislature to uh, create laws um, that allow uh, for movement um, and things related to commerce um, in the United States. So anything crossing state lines, things like that. So it allows Congress to regulate commerce? Yes. Uh, between whom? Between states, for example? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anybody else? It's not coming to mind right now, Senator. Okay. <laughs> that... That final, okay, that was it right there. That was the nails in her coffin. If you've ever been in trouble for anything and had to explain yourself, whether it be to a, a parent or a teacher or a judge or anything like that, and as you're going through it, you go through this whole long spiel, and you say, or, or they look at you and they go, okay, that's usually not good for you. That means I am going to barbecue your ass. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is where they get it wrong. And we're not a judicial nominee. Okay, we're not. So if you ask me this at 3 in the morning after Eldonzo's had, you know, 15 Miller lattes, I may just kind of blank out on it. But the clause states the United States Congress shall have power to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among several states and with the Indian tribes. Courts and commentators have tended to discuss each of these three areas of commerce as a separate power granted to Congress. Now, if you'll remember back to the recording, she only said, uh, regulate commerce within the states. So anyway, she was at, look, and she says she's been doing this for a whole 11 years. Let me tell you something. I probably got underwear older than she is. Not older than she is. Well, you probably have underwear older than she is. She's been doing this for 11 years. Well, that she's not 11 years old. I know that. I didn't say that. 11 years? That's not very long to be... Obviously not. She doesn't know what the Commerce Clause is. Uh, it's... <laughs> Look, John Kennedy, there's one guy I don't want to be in the hot seat in front of, and that's John well, Kennedy. To be... That dude's smart. To be fair... 11 years of practice, meaning she was a lawyer for 11 years, and then five years on the bench. So now we're up to 16. Ooh, 16. She knows everything. Which is, it, honestly, that, that makes it. I got a 16-year-old kid, and he doesn't know squat. That makes it worse in that she's had longer time on there and has never encountered this. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. But Nitpicking. Uh, when you're going to go into a you know Senate hearing over whether or not you're going to get this job that you want, I would think that you would have study your proverbial sticks together. Every possible thing that you could imagine. Have and, they not seen ready. the other hearings where Kennedy's 
ask some questions. Yeah. Like they know the dude's going to slam. This guy's got more brains than his pinky, and I got my entire body, dude. Yeah, this guy's the, smart, man. The Supreme Court case that he was referring to is, is involves California's Proposition 12. Uh, it's a state law that says pork products imported in the state had to meet certain welfare standards. So all right, that's, that's where that all comes from. So now we've got the serious stuff out of the way, right? I, I got to go to a story that Dees was pimping me about on this. He's like, why is this? I'm like, dude, think about it. I'm going to I'm gonna read it to you right now. This is uh, Dear Abby. And I always like the Dear Abby stuff. Do you ever read the Dear Abby? Not the Dear Penthouse. We both read that. If I'm if I'm feeling really bad about my life, yeah, I might look it up. The Dear Penthouse or Dear Abby? Either one. For those of you that don't know, they're <laughs> too young to know. Dear Penthouse was a section in the old penthouse. But I don't even know if they have that anymore, where people write in their saucy stories. You know, like is penthouse? I don't even know that penthouse is still a thing. I don't know. Penthouse was awesome when yeah. we were kids, though. I know. That was like I know. Like, Hustler still around. Hustler, Hustler, and Penthouse are great. If you found a Playboy, you're like, it'll do. But like, no, seriously, if you found a penthouse or a hustler, you're like, if you found a JC Penny catalog, yeah, or back in the day, it would do Victoria's Secret tended to show some, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of see through those anyway. uh, It was like that movie Scrooge. Ah, You can can out to see the nipples. Um, Dear Abby, I started having sex with a married coworker. Then he cheated on me. Uh, yeah. so yeah, he cheated on me with other women. When I found out, I told him to tell me he was sorry because I didn't deserve it. Well, how do you think the guy's wife feels? Right. She goes on. He could have just left me alone. He won't apologize. What do I do? I'm really upset about it. He's married, living a single life. Signed. Not the only one in Georgia. No, you're not the only one. And you'll never be the only one there, sweetheart, because you're that woman. Of course, Abby. Dear Abby writes back, you knew this co-worker was married and yet you helped him cheat. Why are you surprised that you are not the only woman in his life? You are hardly the wrong woman his wife is. If you want to improve your life, move on and find someone you can have an open and above board relationship with. What is it with women? Easy. Okay, we (laughs) we know they're all crazy, but I wasn't getting into that. Oh, (laughs) son of a... I didn't mess up, though. Uh, no, what is it with, with, it's not just women like that, but men do that stuff too, where they start an affair, they're both married, and then they get PO'd that the other one's having an affair on that. But what did you, ex- it's like that Sam Kinnis is getting, what is you, can't be you. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Joke? We can't, we can't uh-uh. do that yeah. one on the show. Now, <laughs> this, this can't be the same Abby, right? That's her daughter, Ab- Abigail Van Buren. It's actually her daughter. I th- I think the original Dear Abby is uh, <laughs> passed away. I, yeah, I would think so. Cause She's, she'd have to be older than dirt. That's that's a picture of the original. No, that's the new one. Are you sure? Let me roll. You know what, guys? Who cares? I don't know how I deal with this guy. Dear Abby is written by Abigail Van Buren, also known as Jean Phillips, who was and was founded by her mother, Pauline Phillips. So that's the same Dear Abby, then. Yes, but that's her daughter. It just said, Abigail Van... is written by Abby Van Buren. Abigail Van Buren, also known as Jean Phillips, and was founded by her mother, Pauline Phillips. Oh, okay. So neither one of them was actually... Okay, I got it now. Neither one of them's really named Abby. 
damn it, Dees. No, they're not really named Abby. It's no, oh my God. I thought Abigail Van Buren was an actual person. It's like, did you guys? I don't read this crap. If you're listening, Come on. Yeah, I, I can tell. Obviously, you don't have any sensitivity. Do you guys remember? Like a couple of weeks ago, I talked about a uh, Karine Jean Pierre, and I said she was the first French press secretary. I said she's related to Jean Luc Picard. And remember, you're like, really? If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. All right, you here's go. You got something. Come on, man. Here's something that I, I just on, learned today. <clears throat> Did you know that there was somebody else in mind to play the main part in the movie Ghost? I did not. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Turned, Fox. Turned down the role saying that it would never work. And he says, and I quote, and it was great, and it's huge, and I'm an effing idiot. Wow. you imagine how well off he would have been had he done that? Well, I think he did all right regardless, but... That's Unchained Melody for you. Anyway, I had to get that in there. <laughs> all right, Michael J. Fox. I think the pottery would have been pretty I don't think it would have worked. Done it. I don't think it would have worked with who. <laughs> pottery would have been all over the place. Okay, the Del Tazo D Show. We're going to hell uh, right here on Cities 92.9. kick this segment off he's got some uh, some cash app situations going on here yeah if you'll remember um god when was it a month or two a couple months ago something like that i don't remember the exact date but anyway the founder of cash app bob lee was stabbed to death uh in san francisco from uh by uh outsourcer nima momeni i believe is how his name is said momini momini and the Details have come out to basically say why he stabbed him. Cash App founder Bob Lee allegedly partook in an underground lifestyle of sex, party, drugs, and lavish spending that played a role in his death. According to a new report, 43-year-old Tech Titan's autopsy revealed he had cocaine, ketamine, and alcohol in his system when he was stabbed multiple times. Like old Bush used to say, lots of cocaine and coffee. That dude knows how to party. <clears throat> He was stabbed multiple times in a San Francisco parking lot in April. Lee also had the anti-allergy drug, I'm not going to try that word, in his system. Lev- yeah, whatever that is. This word right there. What it, yeah, what he kind of said. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, that drug can have bad reactions with alcohol and ketamine. Lee's suspected killer, a Bay Area outsourcing entrepreneur named Nima Momeni, age 38, allegedly confronted him about partying too hard with his sister hours before the stabbing. A witness told police that Momeni and Lee had gotten into an argument earlier in the evening with the suspected killer confronting the tech mogul for allegedly using drugs with his sister. And it goes on to say that... You can come over to my house and my sister. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, goes on to say that, uh, yeah... This, these were underground swinger parties, basically, where they would do a lot of drugs, have sex with each other. And so it was his sister, 
Kazar Momeni, who is a total smoke show. Uh, age 37 was the suspect's sister and wife of a prominent plastic surgeon. She had ominously texted to Lee saying that he handled himself with class after her brother allegedly came way down hard on him shortly before his death. I bet she did. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Rudy Giuliani's back in the news, and it is about, you know, his uh, his hair dye running down the side of his face or Dominion uh, voting machines. Uh, this time he is, uh, had a romantic relationship that backfired. A woman who allegedly worked, and I got my air quotes up, worked for Rudy Giuliani is suing the former NYC mayor for sexual harassment and wage theft. Noel Dunphy, 43, alleged in her lawsuit that Rudy Giuliani, 78, hired her in January 2019 to help him with business development and offered her a $1 million a year salary. I don't know. You almost want to flate somebody for a million dollars a year. <laughs> Dunphy claimed... Will you take a check? <laughs> Checks in the mail. Dunphy claimed in the 70-page complaint that uh, Rudy Giuliani never paid her the salary he promised her. Giuliani's got a different thing. To, so what she's saying is she was paid a million dollars a year to be Rudy Giuliani's girlfriend. Giuliani has now come out and said, now, wait a minute. I dated this girl for two months. She was never hired on. He even said he found out this was her M.O., which was to date older men and extort them by sexual assault charges or not getting their money's worth out of them. And I believe that she's 43. What's she doing with Rudy Giuliani? Wasn't Giuliani caught on tape doing some shady stuff? Well, he was caught doing the dirty. Yeah, with wasn't it with somebody famous or no? I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it was Heidi Fleiss or nothing. I don't know who it was. I thought it was something, but uh, it was a prostitute though, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, it, it may get it may may have been, but this was his quote. Uh, this is his defense. I dated Miss Dunphy for several months. In early 2019, I ended the relationship because she continued to reach out and attempt to make contact with me. I discovered she was banned from several luxury hotels and also found out that she brought forward two prior cases but never submitted a police report. I look forward to full vindication. Okay, so first of all, Giuliani's not a stupid guy. I believe he's going to beat this. I don't think it's that big big of a deal, and I really don't care. Second of all, I believe 100% he was banging her. Now, we talked about the Donald Trump thing. You're like, uh, no, I believe he was. I yeah, saw a I, would, of the chat. I would say that she was uh, into the whole sugar daddy situation or whatever and thought that she was going to get paid and it probably didn't end the way that she wanted to. Well, Giuli Giuliani's been around the block. He knows how to, you know, get the milk without buying the cow. Real quick, what I want to go into, and then we're going to throw it back at D's to close up the uh, close up the show. New York City Hospital Karen. That's what they called her, Karen. Paid for city bike at center of viral fight with black man, lawyer says. So what this gal did, she worked at the hospital. She's six months pregnant. And this is one of those things where you wait for all the facts to come out. Uh, Bellevue Hospital employee who was branded a Karen on social media rented the bike. And then after she rented the bike, a couple of youths came up, younger guys, and took the bike. She took the bike, put it back, and then they took it again. And she's on video screaming at him. They're calling her a racist, calling her a Karen, trying to fight over these these guys with this bike. When it turns out she's got the receipt, she actually bought the bike, and they're trying to steal it from her. Okay. This has made news for like a week so far. 
So they called her a Karen over this, but I'm sorry. If I rent a bike in the cities, they have these things where you can rent the bikes uh-huh. and like take them back and forth and then park them and get another bike. Yeah. She had actually paid for it. And they came up and tried swindling her out of the bike. So just one of those things, El Don's, I wanted to get across there that not everything's as it seems. Fair enough. I.e. the Jordan Neely thing. But anyway, you had some stuff you wanted to cover. I'm going to throw it over to D's here. You're going to wrap it up, bro. It's all you. Uh, okay, I'm going to do my best. How much time I got? I, I'm not even going to show you. Well, come on. You got to give me something here. I got to give you a <laughs> damn thing. All right, there you go. Here's a tip for you. When you're going to go to an MRI, <clears throat> I saw this actually on the pod, which is a spinoff of the Pat McAfee show. Watch that too. Anyway, if you're going to have an MRI, little tip, take your Butt plug out. Whoa. <laughs> Shut the front door. Yes. A patient went into an MRI wearing what they thought was a 100% uh, silicone butt plug. <laughs> and apparently it had a steel core. Ooh. So. Did it have a slopper stopper with it too? There was nothing stopping it because when they fired up the MRI machine, if anybody has any clue what an MRI machine does, it's why mad. why would you have one in an MRI? I don't know, but this thing when they turned the machine on, the butt plug was basically fired like a bullet through the patient's uh, cavity and ended up <coughs> up in their chest, and they uh, had significant injuries and had required multiple surgeries. So, just a little tip from your uncle D's. Take out your um your sexual favor party favors before you go have an MRI. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got a little bit of time left. Here. I have another one. Oh do, well, go, go ahead. I'll just. An Australian mine. man had to be hospitalized after passing out with nine metal bands constricting his scrotum following a botched attempt to improve his performance in the boudoir. Doctors detailed the case study's rare case of penile strangulation. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Complete with his rescue by firefighters in, oh, the, God. in the medical journal. 44-year-old patient was rushed to the emergency room with nine heavy-duty industrial stainless steel rings stuck around the base of the penis and scrotum for a whopping 12 hours. And uh, the unfortunate soul was reportedly intoxicated. No, really? <laughs> reportedly <laughs> utilized this bizarre bedding bands in a half-baked attempt to maintain an erection during sexual intercourse. You know, that gets one up on David Carradine, doesn't it? He he reportedly passed out following the hanky-panky session, after which he awoke three hours later in significant pain. I now give it to you. Wow. Yes. Holy cow. What, you want to talk about having anxiety the next day? Like, I cannot believe I did that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to touch on this. My mother-in-law sent this to me. Uh, you remember that, that, uh, that chick? That had that gay book out about the D and the A and all that other stuff we covered. Was that the one in Hayworth? Yeah, the one in yeah. Hayworth. Yeah, she actually made uh, Today. Uh, Sarah Bonner has been an Illinois middle school teacher for 20 years, and she has always tried to offer her students a diverse collection of books. This year, a parent called the police over her book choice. It started on Monday, March 13th, 2023, when she held what she calls a book tasting for students. What it actually was was a book. Describing a bunch of nastiness to a bunch of middle schoolers. Well, look, sex ed's one thing, but I'm going to tell you something. When you're talking about anal and all this other stuff with kids and licking each other's hoota thunkets, dude, that's too much, man. Agreed. I just, 
dude, leave the kids. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Eldonzo.D's. Get on there, give us a like and a follow. Hey, man, this is Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're going to be coming back at you next Saturday with more Fully Monkey Shines right here on Cities 92.9. The news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Hello. See ya.